Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's news on the Entrepreneur Sports Network podcast. Today has been a perfect example of why NBA players should not be viewed as traders when they decide to ask for a trade or leave in free agency for a better spot. DeMar DeRozan of the Toronto Raptors was told by his team president that he would not be traded. This guy has been loyal to the organization for more than eight years. Only organization he's known has signed two contracts with the team as well. Um, he has since been traded to San Antonio Spurs. Not a bad spot for him to go, but once you're told that you've been loyal to the team, we're not going to trade you. You're part of our future till the next week being traded away to another team just pretty much shows why you know these players in today's game cannot be viewed as traitors or weak links when they decide to leave in free agency um this is about it's all about business and you have to look out for your for your business as well um as your family um you know he thought toronto was a place that he would you know stay there forever and now he has to start a new life in san antonio uh, let me know what you guys think about it um, I think it's a it's a good move for him, even though he doesn't see it right now. But I definitely see why he's not too pleased um, about all of a sudden having to uproot his life in Toronto and uh, move to San Antonio. Uh, all right. Thanks, guys, for your time and uh, enjoying and taking a listen to this. Um, if you guys want me to talk about any other uh, sports topics, feel free to uh, shoot me an email. And my email will be pinned at the bottom of this podcast. Thanks. What's good, everyone? I am your host, A2, and this is your Fantasy Focus. Um, the season is almost on the way. Hopefully, you guys have not drafted your teams yet because, as we all know in the fantasy world, week three of preseason is not when you want to start drafting your teams. It's maybe when you want to start focusing on players you want to take, position battles and things like that. But today is not the day or this week is not the week for you to draft your teams. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about um, draft day strategies, um, how you should rank your players, sleepers, things of that nature. And, you know, we're going to jump right straight into it. You should, on your draft day strategy, you should never deviate from the plan. My strategy is always drafting best player available. Some people go with drafting running backs first. Got to get my running back first. Or, they, you know, got to draft more than one wide receiver, go wide receiver heavy or RB heavy. Um, or they even draft off team need. But to be honest with you, you got to go best player available. Normally when I draft my team, if I draft two wide receivers back-to-back and another wide receiver is my next best player available on my ranking, I'm taking that receiver um, and just letting my board fall where they may. Um, this isn't real NFL where you have to draft off team need or or drafting off you know, what position you don't have for your team currently. That's normally when you get later in a draft, and there's always trades you can do. So jumping straight into it, um, if you're going for wide receiver heavy, you know, obviously you're going to have probably, if it's a PPR league, hopefully, if you're doing wide receiver heavy. If it's not PPR league and you're doing wide receiver heavy, you're one of the noobs in this category. Sorry. Um, ranking your players. When you rank your players, you don't want to go off of past, past, uh, past player projections or what the player did last year, because that doesn't mean anything in fantasy. Maybe in real football it does, but not in fantasy football. It's just not the case. 
All right, let's get into position rankings and how you should rank your positions. So we'll start with running backs. So running backs, um, what you want to look for is these three things. Is it a running back by committee? How good is their offense? And how good is their defense? And let's just take Ty Gurley, for example. On Yahoo's board, he's ranked number one overall um, player and obviously the number one overall running back. The Rams are projected to have a top five offense and a top five defense, and they don't have a running back by committee. He is going to be your workhorse. Um, he's going to get you um, catches and obviously rushing yards and obviously rushing um, touchdowns as well because they don't have a goal line back. Now you take a player like uh, Alvin Kamara, and they have a couple of different running backs there. Um, Melvin Green, Mel, or Mark Ingram, sorry. Mark Ingram, when he comes back, they're going to obviously split the backfield. Kamara's going to be more of a receiving back, um, but he just won't have that staying power that a Ty Gurley would have or a Le'Veon Bell or a David Johnson or Ezekiel Elliott. My bust of the running backs actually going to be surprised a lot. People's going to be Saquon Barkley. He's obviously a rookie running back, but his defense isn't that great and his offense isn't that great. He would get you a lot of points per receptions, but as far as touchdown goes, um, the NFL doesn't really – a lot of NFL teams, they look for a goal line back. He's not going to get a like goal line carries. If I had to rank the running backs one through five, this is how I rank them. Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott, Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon. Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell for obvious reasons. Le'Veon Bell, even though they have um, John Connor there, he's been he's been consistent over the past couple years. Even when he was suspended, um, he still put up top five fantasy numbers. He's going to get you um, receptions, rushing yards, touchdowns. You know their offense flows through him, even though they have Antonio Brown, um, Ezekiel Elliott. Just because they don't have another vital running back there, granted their offense won't be that great. Neither with their defense. Their offensive line has always been good. There are some injuries along their offensive line, but I think that they drafted well, and they're going to still have a lot of guys up front. Kareem Hunt, they don't have a running back by committee. They have a they should have they should have a top five defense this year. Offense might take a step back, just not having Alex Smith there. Melvin Gordon, they're going to have a top five defense this year. Um, so they're they're then their offense is normally top ten ish. Um, just having Phillip Rivers. The tight end, the receivers, Melvin Gordon has been, he's always um, held his value. Um, I have him almost every year. Kind of like that hit or miss running back as far as rushing yards go, but he's going to get you touchdowns. He's a goal linebacker, and he's still going to provide you with catches. Um, running backs I would like to stick away from would be Kareem Hunt, just because I don't think their defense is going to be as good as it was last year. Um, David Johnson coming off an injury and his team's his team's not going to be that good this year, guys. Um, the defense isn't that great. Offense, obviously, isn't that great. Um, Shaquan Barkley right now is ranked as a top five running back. Rookies that normally are ranked in the top five as a running back don't hold their value. Look at Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, both rookies last year. Exploded, but they weren't drafted in the first round. So if you're going to draft Saquon Barkley in the first round, you're not going to get that value from him. Um I don't think I don't think he's gonna do I don't think he's gonna be a top five running back this year. Yes, he's a receiving back. Yes, he's probably the only back that they have in New York. But can you really expect a rookie running back to hold top five value when you draft him in the top five? I don't think so. Now if you were looking for some sleepers this year, 
uh, for fantasy football. Right now, Yahoo has Royce Freeman ranked number 20 running back. He should hold pretty good value. They have Devin Booker or Dante Booker there. I think eventually Royce Freeman is going to take over that starting job. Deion Lewis. Now, Deion Lewis is going to share a backfield with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is not a receiving back, but Derrick Henry will get goal line carries. If you go more towards that stacking receiver um, in a PPR league and you draft three receivers with the first three picks and you're looking for a, a RB2 in the later rounds, like a seven or eight round, look at a Deion Lewis. He's going to get you catches and he'll get you some rushing yards as well. Tennessee has a very underrated offensive line. Um, Carlos Hyde, um, he's playing. In, he's going to be playing in his hometown state of Ohio this year, not um, in, in San Francisco anymore. Um, the Cleveland Browns actually have a very underrated offensive line, and I think that he's going to get the goal line carries. He won't get you points per reception, but he will get you goal line carries. And then you got to look at Chris Carlson out in Seattle. Seattle's offensive line is terrible, and they do have a rookie running back. Um, but Chris Carlson, uh, a lot of experts are saying Chris Carlson is actually going to keep his starting job, even though the rookie running back is hurt. So, you know, then again, if you want to want that later round, later round selection, if you go stacking receivers, those are some sleepers for you. Now, wide receivers, funny story for you guys. Last year, I actually had Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins on the same team. And right now, Yahoo has them ranked one and two, consensus one and two. Um, I obviously traded for DeAndre Hopkins last year. Antonio Brown was my first pick. Um, which is really funny if you look at the rankings on Yahoo. Again, I use Yahoo because I think they have the most non-biased group of experts. They have Devontae Adams ranked as a top 10 receiver. I'm staying away from that all the way. I do not trust Devontae Adams. Um, he's going to be the, the main guy in Green Bay. The past couple of years, they had Jordy there, and Jordy took a lot of the of the, of the of the double teams on that on that team. But Devontae Adams being the only main receiver there, deep threat there, I don't really like that pick as a top ten receiver. Um, I'm staying away from AJ Green this year. Um, Andy Dalton, I think he's going to have a regress year, and he might end up getting benched, which means you might have a less lesser experienced quarterback there. A lot of uh, things I see on the blogs actually have been between Stefan Diggs and, and Adam Thielen. They're ranked, they're ranked probably at the same value, and they'll probably give you the same value. If you had to choose between one or the other, I'm probably going with Thielen. He's more of that more of that, that underneath intermediate um, um, wide receiver. And now that they have Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins will probably pepper that a lot. Would I draft him in the 10 or, 10 or 11 that's ranked receiver? I probably wouldn't. Because when I look for receivers, um, I'm looking for a team that's going to throw a lot and also um, a team that's going to be behind in most games because you want more targets for your receivers. Minnesota's going to have a top-five defense. You want you kind of want to steer away from those teams with a top-five defense and also a top-five running game because with Dalvin Cook coming back and they still have you know a bevy of other running backs, pretty good offensive line, you kind of want to steer away from that. So... If I had to rank my top five receivers, obviously Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, OBJ, those are my top five or top three right there, followed by Keenan Allen, and then followed by T.Y. Hilton. Here's the thing about T.Y. Hilton. He's getting Andrew Luck back. So he's going to have a capable receiver throwing, or a capable quarterback throwing him the ball, which means his targets should go up. 
go back and look at his stats when Andrew Luck was uh, his quarterback. Um, he was a top five wide receiver, and right now he's ranked as in the in the in the top fifteen, right outside the top ten. Kind of your sleeper right there. And again, sleeper doesn't have to be someone you don't know about. Sleeper has to be where you can probably draft him and where he'll end up. So you're going to get him in right around the 12, 15 range of receivers off the board, but he's going to give you a top five, um, top five fantasy value, which we can all enjoy. Now let's talk about wide receivers I would probably stay away from. I'm staying away from Julio Jones. Julio Jones is more, he's going to see a lot of double teams this year. Um, they they did they do have um, a, a rookie wide receiver on their team from Alabama, Calvin Ridley, and then you have Muhammad Sanu. Um, so a lot of a lot of spots for Matt Ryan to throw the ball to. He doesn't have to force feed Julio. Then you have Tevin Coleman and um, and Freeman in the backfield. So there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, of hands to go around in Atlanta. And Julio, Julio's in a contract. Is is kind of in a contract year. He wants a a big. He he wants that big contract. Um, he's kind of the boom or bust receiver, and that's he's probably the best receiver in the league, right behind Antonio Brown. But just on his team, you know, they have a lot of receivers there, a lot of hands, and then their defense is going to be pretty good as well. So they're going to be up in a lot of games, which means the fourth quarter you're going to see his targets drop down. So I'm staying away from Julio Jones, and I'm staying away from Devontae Adams. Now that now if they obviously if they slip slip from their value because their value is a top ten receiver if they if they actually end up falling and other people would think they're going to be a bust too and it comes to the fourth round and you can draft them in the fourth round on a fourth round on a second round value obviously you're going to take them for that best player available again and then uh, some other busts I'm probably going to stay away from Tyreek Hill which sounds crazy if you think about it because Patrick Mahomes is going to be the quarterback but he's at Big play receiver. He won't get you a lot of PPR if you're in a PPR league. Um, he's not like a boomer bust receiver as well. And I'm going to probably stay away from Amari Cooper. I don't know how their offense is going to look this year with John Gruden. So Oakland, some Oakland players I'm probably going to stay away from. Probably steer, steer right clear from them. Every year I see a lot of people talk about quarterbacks. Quarterbacks is always a hot button issue. You have to know how valuable quarterbacks are in your league. At a league where passing yards were one point per every uh, ten yards or something crazy like that, so obviously quarterbacks were highly ranked, highly, highly ranked. Uh, Yahoo has Aaron Rodgers and Cam Newton and Tom Brady's are top three. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you right now, one bust out of that out of that top three is going to be Tom Brady. He's 41 years old. I don't know how long he's going to keep up a top five um, rating at that position. Um, you know, just just being reality. Eventually, you know, he's gonna have to come down to earth. He can't be super time his whole career. But um, again, I'm gonna list off my top five. Aaron Rodgers will be my number one QB, followed by Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees, and my sleeper. I still put him in my top five, Matthew Stafford. I think with Matt Patricia coming to the Lions, I think you see a different Matthew Stafford this year more of more of a kind of like letting him play a little bit free whereas um Jim Caldwell kind of constructed the playbook and trying to force feed um the running game whereas I think Matt Patricia will see what when Matt Stafford was at his best when they let him just be the gunslinger that he is so you'll probably see 5,000 yards from Matt Stafford 30 plus touchdowns Drew Brees is in there just because 
he didn't have a lot of touchdowns last year, and he still was a top ten QB. I think he'll, you know, he'll probably he'll he only had thirty touchdowns last year or something strange like that. Maybe a little less than thirty touchdowns. He'll at least have thirty touchdowns this year. But then you have to know your league, your know your league rankings, um, know how your know how your quarterback points are scored. Um, Bus, like I said, Tom Brady is one. I don't think he's going to keep up that same value. He's a top five QB, but I think he'll finish right outside the top ten. Um, Cam Newton, you know, he, it is what it is. He's a running QB. He'll get you rushing touchdowns, but this I think this might be a down year for him. Um, just with all the stuff that's going on with Carolina with a new ownership group, him being called out for his work ethic by um, Kelvin Benjamin. So he might be out to prove a little, little too much. Sleepers, like I said, I already said, one Drew Brees and Matt Stafford. Um, actually, Phillip Rivers. I think Phillip Rivers would be a top five um, performer this year. I didn't put him in my top ten or top five, but I think he'll be a top five um, fantasy performer, and he's your number ten QB. And I want to toss in one tidbit here: when you see a run of QBs going off the board, don't rush, don't rush to 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 grab one because you have a, a bevy of QBs you can draft later around. Um, like a Matt Ryan, Andrew Luck, Marcus Mario, those are your, they round out your top 15, believe it or not. QBs can kind of, QBs have the same um, standard as wide receivers. Sometimes you don't want to draft a QB who's, who has a great defense and a great running game just because those points are kind of going there. Like I drafted Kirk Cousins last year in a, in a 12th round and he was a top, he was a top 10 QB. I drafted him at the in the twelfth round after everyone drafted their backup QBs. No one took Kirk Cousins. And that was my first QB I took off the board. Ended up winning me in my fantasy league last year just because his team was terrible on the ground. He had a terrible defense and he was throwing every game. Throwing every game. So that's what you kinda look for in the QB. Let's talk about handcuffing really quick. A lot of people in previous years, you know, had to draft their number one running backs uh handcuff. Um, I'm not a big believer in handcuffing just because the running back position, if it's a PPR league and, or if it's not even a PPR league and you draft it very well and you, and you feel confident in your running backs that you have, um, picked up in the later rounds that were sleepers and that no one knew about, there's no need for you to waste a pick on a handcuff of another guy's backup, just hoping for someone to get hurt. He's taking, up, he's taking up a roster spot of of some player that you did your homework on, did your research on. So don't don't waste your, your time handcuffing. On the flip, do waste your time getting QB wide receiver running back combos. For instance, Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, or Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, or Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Jared Goff, Brandon Cooks. You kind of get where I'm going here. Um, it could be risky to do it that way, but if you – draft let's say Marcus Mariota if you're drafting Marcus Mariota and you end up getting Corey Davis you're probably in some in some great water there just because there isn't really another big time receiver on Tennessee besides Delaney Walker who's a tight end but you have that combo of you know in my league uh, a receiving touchdown is six and a passing touchdown is four so if they connect that's 10 points right there not to mention all the yarders and things of that nature don't go overboard with it, though. Um, you don't want to draft more than one wide receiver from, from another team. You kind of want to steer clear from that. A la don't draft Juju Smith-Schuster and Antonio Brown because 
there's I mean, just, just think about how, how how idiotic that can be you know i don't i think that's pretty self-explanatory um if you're if you're a newbie to fantasy the reason why that's something you don't want to do it's just based off the fact that if you have juju smith schuster and antonio brown ben roethlisberger probably only throw for 300 yards at least 50 of those yards are going to Le'Veon bell another 150 price antonio brown how many receiving yards do you really think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to have? So that's that's just a small tidbit on that. You don't want to draft more than one wide receiver from the same team. Now, you do want to pay attention to people in contract years. Um, it works the same way as the NBA. Those guys want to ball out. They want to show that they deserve a long-term contract because we know that the NFL doesn't really have fully guaranteed contracts. So we have to pay attention to that. Um, scour NFL um, contracts. NFL.com, go see who's on a contract year. Uh, look for somebody who's on that contract year, like Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, is, even though he was franchise tag, he is on a contract year. Obviously, he's going to go one or two in a draft. So, you know, if you have those picks, good luck with you. You're going to get them. But you want to scour people who, who are on those contract years and try to prove themselves. That's um, They've always been proven to be overperformers. Um, and like I said before, earlier when we started it, this isn't the real NFL, guys. Um, you're not a real GM. This is all fantasy. So you're only looking for these guys for one year. Um, last but not least, we're going to um, talk about paying attention to bye weeks um, and also trades. So you don't want to draft based off doing a trade. You don't. So you don't want to be like, okay, I know someone in my draft really loves this guy, so I'm going to take him. If you're not sold on that guy, don't take him because there's no guarantee that that person who's who's going to love that receiver or love that running back or love that quarterback is going to, you know, do some crazy trade to get him. So you don't want to do that. Do trade for value. So you want to trade high, um, you know, trade early. So let's say, let's say um, one of your low-ranking players, you know, had a good beastly two weeks. You want to trade him um for let's say something that you need on your team let's say your tight end is weak but you have a bevy of running backs and your backup running back is is killing it um and somebody's like hey you know i need a running back you know so so and so got hurt you know ezekiel Elliott got hurt or ezekiel Elliott got suspended or whatever the case may be and you have a running back on let's say the redskins who's been killing it under alex smith dink and dunk offense chris thompson let's say you want to trade chris thompson for that guy's tight end if you need a tight end because you have now this is your stable running backs is is, is doing really well so you have depth at that position that's how you that's that's how you want to attack trades you don't want to attack trades based off emotion you have to be smart about it because when you draft players off emotion or you when you trade players for emotion you you're you're going to get bit you're going to be bitten ass and you don't want to do that and that's going to bring it into today's uh version of our daily focus um, just want to hit you guys with a couple, you know, quick pointers here and there. Um, probably our next episode, we're going to dive into certain players, um, dive in on if it's a 10 or a 12 man league, PPR league, auction league, things of that nature. Just wanted to, you know, help you guys out with some things that I normally like to attack on draft day. Um, maybe hit you guys with some do's and don'ts of draft day etiquette. Um, feel free to um, follow the podcast. Um, follow me on, on uh, Twitter at A2 is a beast. And I'll be letting you guys know once when new episodes are up. Um, and 
if you have any questions, you know, feel free to to private message me or or, or reply to me on Twitter. Um, you know, asking for, you know, who do you think about this person? Who do you think about that person? Things of that nature. All right. Thanks, you guys, for listening and uh, have a great night.